Hi everyone and welcome back to the Learning to Sit Still podcast. Many of you know that I work a full-time job which encompasses a broad range of responsibilities, one of which is maintaining social media by planning upcoming posts as well as commenting on those that we follow. While doing this one day, I came across one video with the words captioned on the screen. I began reading and was a little surprised at the end by what had been stated by this woman who worked for herself as a designer. Let me read to you what she said. I get asked all the time how I manage to multitask between work, my baby, working out, traveling, meeting friends and family, taking care of my plants and my pets with such a big smile on my face. The simplest answer is, I love myself most and I do only things that make me happy. This isn't as simple as it sounds. We spend our lives trying to be good mothers, friends, daughters. I have stopped caring about all of it. All I care about is myself and my happiness. This isn't selfish. This is self-love. If I am happy, everyone else around me will be, and that's just a universal truth of life. If you go around trying to please everyone constantly, that leaves you feeling empty on the inside. I work out because it makes me feel happy. I sleep early because I get an extra hour in the morning to chill with my daughter, and that makes me happy. I eat chocolate cake because it makes me happy. I walk away from toxic relationships and clients because those don't make me happy. Love yourself first and the most. The rest will follow. I have to confess that her words absolutely stunned me as I tried to process exactly what she was saying to people about what she valued. What's interesting is that there is a little bit of truth mixed into this statement. For instance, if you go around trying to please everyone constantly, that leaves you feeling empty inside, or I walk away from toxic relationships. These are two true things. We will feel empty and exhausted if we live trying to please everyone. And there are times we need to walk away from relationships, especially those that are toxic. But 90% of what she had to say was as opposite as you could get from being a universal truth of life and was certainly selfish. Sadly, this philosophy is accepted by so many. This post had over 280 comments of agreement. Listen to what some of them said. It's amazing to see you have this wisdom so early in life. You know, sometimes the self-love term is seen as selfish by people, and we face it every single time we talk about our happiness. Very well said. If a person should follow this, this world would be a much better place. Her less than a minute video is a reminder that our words have power and can influence people, making it essential that we weigh our thoughts before they become words. I have heard the term self-love tossed around, but have often been left to wonder if someone didn't invent it so that the real root would be hidden, namely selfishness. I do want to be fair and say that this woman may have experienced burnout at some point trying to take care of everything and everyone, which left her feeling exhausted and absolutely miserable. Unfortunately, this caused her to go to the other extreme and care only for herself. There is another term that I have heard called self-care. While both have a similar goal, taking the best care of yourself, Their methods and philosophies are different. Today, I wanted to work through them both, compare them to this woman's statement and discuss why I believe the term self-love is wrong and how self-care is a good thing that has some biblical grounds. Let's start by their definitions. The term self-love means regard for one's own well-being and happiness. 
The term self-care means the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health or the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, in particular during periods of stress. The definition for self-care may sound similar to self-love, but there is more emphasis placed on protecting the health of the individual instead of leaving it more of a broad term of well-being. Self-love in general tends to be focused solely on you, which is against scripture as we are told over and over to deny ourselves. Let me say that I do believe in self-care, which is why I share a few helpful suggestions in each edition of the magazine. There needs to be boundaries put in place so that you don't burn out. Self-care, when viewed and conducted properly, can help us stay focused on what matters and enable us to serve others in the best possible way. Something else I want to say is that the care of our body is entrusted to us. Remember, it is the temple of the Lord, and I do believe that requires we make sure it is given the best treatment possible. I'm not saying that we should have a massage every week and pamper ourselves all the time, but we should make sure that we provide our body with the necessary tools to stay healthy, like getting enough sleep, eating the right foods, and learning to say no to the things that are not God's best. I have said on several occasions that there is power in the small no. This was something that I read in a book once and it stuck with me because it was so good. So often, we are afraid to say no to things, especially when they relate to ministry, but it's okay to say no to something. A wise woman will know her limitations and understand that she cannot meet everyone's needs. She is not able to serve at every church event or attend every gathering she's invited to, and that does not make her a bad person. In many ways, our culture has placed unrealistic demands on us, and when we cannot do it all, it leaves us feeling guilty. But that should not be the case. This is why it is so important to spend time in God's word and stay connected to him through prayer because he is the author of our days. He alone knows what our yeses and nos should be and we can trust his leading. Can I encourage you to make it a point to pray before giving an answer to that next event or request? You don't have to feel pressured into replying right away. Take it to the Lord and ask him whether or not you should say yes or no. Sometimes he will tell you to say no. But remember, his no's represent his best. Even though something may seem like a good thing, but if God says no, it means he has something better for you, and that includes your health. Jesus himself is the ultimate example of taking time to care for your needs. Remember that while he was 100% God, he was also 100% human. Multiple times we read that he stepped away from the crowd, and often that was so he could spend time in prayer, communicating with his father, the source of all his strength. There are many who say we should be constantly serving in our local church because that is investing in eternity. And I agree that our eyes should always be focused on our eternal home. But Jesus did not spend his entire ministry healing people or telling parables, though he could have. There were other things that demanded his attention. And where he was needed included simply spending time with the disciples and even pulling them away from the crowd so they could rest. Rest was a part of Jesus's time on earth. We were built with a need to rest. And when we ignore it, we will become weary and even cranky. Burnout is a real thing and can cause us to lose impact in serving others because our attitude is wrong. And our attitude is wrong because we are simply weary. This is why I believe self-care is important. It is learning to say no to good things so we can say yes to God's best, including where and how we are to serve others. Please remember that rest is never a bad thing. 
taking a few moments to sit still so that we can collect our thoughts and refocus our mind on the needful things is good. God invites us to sit still in order to know him, and that means to stop whatever we're doing. It is in the quiet place that God can remind us of who we are in him and give us what is needed to face today. This is self-care at its finest. My friends, if Jesus stepped away from his earthly responsibilities to rest and to spend time with his heavenly father, don't you think we should too? I will always point you back to the importance of spending time daily in God's word. It is where we hear his voice, where we are reminded of his promises and where our priorities should be focused. By being in the presence of the Lord, we will better understand who we are, what our purposes here on earth should be, what things need to be removed from our life, things that are hindering us from doing our best, which will result in us being able to serve our families and our friends better. Remember that Paul said to follow him as he followed Christ. His focus was God, because as long as he followed the Savior, his steps would be sure. I want to go back really quick to something else this lady said. Love yourself first and the most. The rest will follow. I am not really sure what she meant by the rest will follow. Perhaps she meant good relationships, prospering business, and a happy life. But again, this is a wrong focus. We are told to love others and to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first not ourselves. And when we do, these things will be added unto us. And these things referenced in this verse go back to the previous verses, which speak of food and clothing, the needful things of life. God tells us not to worry about that, but to spend our life seeking him. Again, those who spend their life seeking and pursuing the things of God will never lack in the necessary things of life or lack a purpose in their daily life. I cannot stress enough just how essential our relationship with God is. Remember when the lady said that if you go around trying to please everyone constantly, that leaves you feeling empty inside. I agree with that. We were not built to please everyone. We were meant to please Christ. When we please him, we will remove the things that are displeasing, such as selfishness, rudeness, anger, jealousy, slander, hatred, and more. Would you agree that the less we have of these traits, the more people will get along? I say yes. You see, the more you live to please Jesus, the more like him you will become and the easier it will be to live out your life in service to him through our interactions with others. When we love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, his love will begin to pour out into everything else we do. For this woman, she says she only cares about herself and her happiness. And there were those who said that if people only applied this principle in their life, we would have less problems. But that is 100% false. In truth, we are facing so many problems because people are doing just that. They are living for themselves. And speaking of truth, remember when she said this was a universal truth? Actually, this is a universal lie told by Satan to keep us focused on the wrong thing, ourselves. When we build our life around what makes us happy, we stop caring about others and our goals become saturated in the things of this world. Loving yourself most is the first step to living a wasted and empty life. When we stand before God, we will not be commended for how much money we had or how many vacations we took or how many possessions we had. We will be rewarded for how we lived for God 
Did we make the most of the time we were given for his glory? Did we share the gospel with others? Did we care about the needs of other believers? Did we make a difference everywhere we went? Listen to the verses in Matthew 25. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee unhungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer, and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. And that is verses 34 through 40. And verse 40 is a verse that I claimed in my teen years as a life verse. I know many might think it's an odd choice and would have thought it was Ruth 318, but I remember being struck by the fact that everything we do in the name of Jesus matters. That even a simple glass of water given to a stranger is done to him. Think about that. These are the things that matter to God, the things we will be judged according to. And I wholeheartedly believe that we can do this best when we take a moment of self-care, stepping away from the crowds to spend time with God, renewing our hearts, taking a moment to simply breathe so we can be ready to serve with a heart that is whole. At its core, self-care is rooted in a right and intimate relationship with God. It is knowing when to say no to certain activities and what to prioritize in our life. It is about taking the necessary time to spend with the Lord in the quiet place so he can speak to your heart, telling you what needs to go and what areas of your life need to be improved. When we prioritize our time with the Lord, we will better know how to prioritize our day, which leads to a life well lived for his glory. Let's be women who are not focused on self-love, but understand that self-care is a needful thing when it is used properly. And with that, we will end our episode for today. Can I encourage you to check out a blog post from my friend Sarah at Grace in My Space? You may remember her interior design articles that have been featured in the magazine, but she has some amazing things to say about biblical self-care that I think you will benefit from. I will include a link in my show notes, and I hope you have a wonderful day, my friends, and that you will make it a priority to spend some time in the quiet place and a few moments of self-care. Maybe go for a walk, take a power nap, Go to bed a little early and read some of your new book before turning out the lights or take a break from social media. You only have one life, one lifetime to live for Christ. Let's be the best steward of this precious gift. Mm-hmm.